Hello, my fanist friends. Welcome to my podcast feed. Powered by ACAS Plus, here's a joke from my son. What did the bum say to the other bum? That's a bummer. You know, not for everyone. Uh, so, uh, look, thanks to everyone who's come to see the previews of Can I Have My Ball Back. It's been going really, really well, and uh, I'm really pleased with how the show's turning out. It's officially on tour now from Wednesday. I'll be at the Leicester Square Theatre. A couple of tickets left. Lots of press coming to that one. It'd be lovely to sell out, but there are a few other London gigs not selling as well. So if you're going to come to London... Maybe look up those other London gigs. And then this week I'll be in St Albans on Thursday, Gloucester on Friday, Chorley on Saturday, which is sold out. You can join the waiting list. And Glasgow on Sunday, two shows. I think the earlier show is sold out. Check with the venue, but the later show has some availability. Come along if you can. If you enjoy these podcasts and like them being free, then the great way to pay me back is to buy a ticket to a show or buy a download or a book from gofasterstripe.com. But you can just keep listening for free as well. That pays me back also. So, you know, no no pressure. But I'd love to see you there. If you just know me from the podcast and don't know me as a stand-up, I'm pretty good as a stand-up. It's a good show. I think you're going to enjoy it. It's only made about seven men faint so far. So, you know, are you brave enough to take the challenge? Let's sit back, relax and enjoy whichever podcast you're listening to now. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Hello, older shots. Welcome to the Princess Theatre. Please welcome a man who's hoping not to get confronted on stage by an angry squaddy. It's Richard Herring. Oh, lovely. Thank you very much. Oh, I love to see you all. Thank you very much for coming along. Uh, welcome to uh, Richard Herring's Loving the Slags in Tongham podcast. Thank you. Full of slags in it there. That's what I'm, what I'm guessing. <laughs> Never seen a more middle-class place in my life. Uh, it's... <laughs> uh, but uh, I was hanging out at the Alpine uh, Snow Sports Centre. It's like being in the Alps, isn't it? That's the, what I love about it. It's exactly like being in the Alps. To every degree. Especially the rubber, coming down on the rubber rings. That's the, that's the most Alpine thing I've ever seen. A man with all the gear, including his own fondue, fondue bowl, 
Uh, he said he calls it Rahalastaba. So I don't know that's going to... Hey, you're going if that's going to catch on. Uh, it's lovely to play on show. I, I have played here a lot of times. I was uh, just talking to the guests backstage uh, about one of the first times I played here was doing an Edinburgh preview at the West End Centre, uh, and uh, which I love. It's a lovely venue. And... Um, the first half was John Oliver and Andy Zaltzman doing a double act together. Imagine that. Absolutely died on their ass. <laughs> there was hard hearing. There were some angry soldiers in there who did not appreciate their wordy humour. They did not realise they were going to go on to be two of the biggest comedians in the world. Then I came on and I was doing a show that was about Greek mythology and one of them went, oh, not another one. Um, <laughs> Uh, and I said, look, if you want to go, I'll give you five pounds. That's what it costs to see me and you can go. He said, no, don't you patronise me, I'm staying. <laughs> and then five minutes later, he started, he left quite noisily, quite drunkenly. Uh, and I carried on taking the piss. He was quite a small guy, I was taking the piss out of him. He came, because it was, it was down and then we were just on the flat. And uh, he stood nose to nose with me. And I just kept on taking the mickey out of him. It was only afterwards I realised he was probably in the SAS and could have just <laughs> killed me. So that's my main memory of Oldershot. Apart from just walking down the high street on a Friday night at like 6.30 and thinking this is the worst oblivion I've ever seen in <laughs> any high street anywhere. So well done for getting into the theatre. Um, I looked up some Oldershot facts. Uh, the Beatles played Oldershot to 18 people. Uh, so did I. So therefore I'm as good as the Beatles. So that's good. <laughs> Uh, proudly proclaimed in one of the older shot facts, the Olympic, you've got a very big Olympic uh, connection here, right? In old, oh, yeah, because uh, this is what the facts about that. Three of the five events of the pentathlon in 1948 were held in older shot. And uh, in 2012, the, the 2012 Olympics, in 20, 2008, it was announced that older shot military official training camp would, uh, would be the, the, the military would be the uh, official training camp for the British Olympic team in London. Uh, though shortly after it, it was announced that Team GB would be training abroad. So that is, that's the, uh, that was worth writing down in a fact. That for a brief time in 2008, we thought they might be training here, but they didn't. What? <laughs> Fabulous. Um, um, so, look, we're going to, uh, we're going to crack straight on. Um, I just say, it's lovely to have you all here, and people who've come from, from all around uh, the Aldershot area here. There is... There's one person in the audience who's come from Canada especially to see this show. There she is. Uh, so, you know, we'll be avoiding her after the show because clearly she's mentally ill. <laughs> but welcome. Welcome to... I mean, imagine coming from Canada to see a comedian that you really like, but then you have to be in... You're not in London hanging out. You're in... You're in Aldershot. Don't go out in the street. Uh, so... Look, my guest this week uh, was on the toilet when I started the show, so hopefully he's ready. <laughs> in, let's say in the toilet. I don't know if he was on it. Uh, he's uh, probably best known for presenting for Freeze the Fear with Wim Hof. Fear the Freeze with Wim Hof, one of those. Uh, that's what he's best known for. <laughs> Will you please welcome Lee Mack, ladies and gentlemen. It's Lee Mack. Lee Mack. Lee Mack. It's Lee Mack. In Aldershot. Lee Mack. Ah. Hello. Lee Mack. Thank you. Lee Mack and Old. What, what's Hello, the... Aldershot. Yeah. Some comedians only get to dream of saying those words. 
I mean, I can't believe we've got someone as good as you in Aldershot. Is to be well, fair, there was no one in Aldershot who could have been a guest, so we had to get someone. Well, you did. So, you did send about fifteen emails. Go, please, no <laughs> fucker will come. Please, Lee. Please. I'll pay you double. Just please come to Aldershot. I like Aldershot. I can't yeah. lie. I don't know anything about Aldershot. Apart no. From, I've been here a few times, I think. Yeah. The theatre, I mean. And uh, I once needed to do some writing. Yeah. A lot of very intense writing, so I decided to rent a house in Aldershot for three days. Right. Because it was about 45 minutes from my house. I <laughs> felt about right. Yeah. So me and my mate, he was a bit annoyed. So I said, we're going to go away and write for three days. And he went, oh, we're going like the lakes or Scotland. And I went, we're going to Aldershot. <laughs> yeah, Life of Brian was written in the Caribbean, wasn't it? I think the Monty Python team went to the Caribbean. Yeah. Old. I mean, it's a good idea because you don't want to be anywhere where you'll be distracted yeah. by any of the stuff around Absolutely. you. Absolutely. <laughs> there, no, there was nothing to do that it was, there was, you know, the theme park was closed. <laughs> this was a theme park in Aldershot. <laughs> We're taking the piss. These people aren't from Aldershot anyway, probably, are they? <laughs> You'd looked at the statue of the Duke of Wellington and that, that's, there's nothing left to do. Is that what it's called? No, maybe. Uh, anyway, look, t- tell us about, is it Fear the Freeze or Freeze? It's Fear the Freeze, not Freeze the no, Fear. Freeze the Fear. Freeze the Fear. It is Freeze yeah, you the know, Fear. It's Freeze the Fear. The whole point is a psychological thing. You must freeze your fear. Okay. You don't want to fear the freeze. It's I the fear op- the freeze. That's the opposite effect, isn't it? Well, I if fear it. If you're scared it. of the cold, you go... Fear the freeze. <laughs> I am scared of the cold. Uh, yeah, well, that, well we don't know what it's like cold. to be cold, but yeah, this was, this was uh, fear the fr- freeze. Now I'm saying it, freeze the fear. <laughs> with, with Wim Hof. Wim Hof. Hof Wim, as you call him. What's weird? Who's Wim Hof? It's Wim, like... You must know Wim Hof. I don't know Wim Hof. Do you know Hof? Wim Hof? No. So Wim Hof is this sort of cold water guru. He's, okay. he's a guy who believes the, the, in the power of ice cold water and it can change your life. Yeah. You know, and a lot of people think that maybe it's a load of bullshit. Yeah. I was one of them. <laughs> but I went can... out. I went out as I was the cynical one. I think I was booked to be the cynical comic. Yeah. Holly Willoughby was more, she more was she was already on board, I think, yeah. with the whole concept. And then you had ten celebrities going in the in the water and learning how to become better a better person. And um, surprisingly, uh, celebrities in freezing cold water didn't make as exciting television <laughs> as they thought. <laughs> so it only lasted one series, but I liked um. it. It was good fun. And I just went in the hotel, drank cappuccinos. Yeah. Didn't do anything, really. Didn't get involved in the cold. (laughs) Although I have started just over the last few weeks doing cold showers. Have you? Got into that. Have you seen anyone do cold showers? You do a little bit, you get that shower. Just at the end of the shower, turn it on cold for about 30 seconds. Is that just to get get rid of the erection? Is that what it's... it's Well, unlike you who fears the freeze, (laughs) I I love the freeze. freeze. That's how I get an erection. Oh, is it? Wow, okay. It's the only way I can get an erection. (laughs) I, mean, I can't you... get an erection. I can just freeze my penis. <laughs> yeah. That's the nearest I get to an erection. <laughs> well, that's good. I that mean, is that... an erection, I it suppose, is. isn't it? It's no bigger, but it's rock hard. Yeah. That, that's my profile on Tinder. <laughs> it does become a problem. We're, old, we're older men. I mean, the, the, the last time we were on, we were both in our 40s last time yeah. we were on. Now we're in no. our late 50s, I think. Well, you are. I'm mid-50s. I'm 55. Yeah, still the late 50s. No, is it? Because... Five, five is famously in the middle of yeah. nothing and ten. If you're exactly, if you're exact, exactly 55, you're in your mid-50s. If you're anything over 55, you're in, you're in the second half. So you're only in your mid-50s for a day. <laughs> <laughs> you have to make the most oh, of it. I suppose I'm like, I'm definitely nearer 60 than 50. Yeah. It's miserable, isn't it? It is. Absolutely it's miserable. Terrifying. We're over the hill, mate. That's I why know. we play an older shot. <laughs> no, no O2 arena for us. No. 
Oh well. I don't think I don't think this would work oh, in the well. O2 arena. No. Not with 400 sure people in older shots. It was. Let's wait and see. Um, <laughs> <laughs> look, you've done so many things since I last saw you. I, I heard you being interviewed saying you like to stay at home and watch football and watch the match of the day. Yeah. And you don't really like going out to work. But you've done, like, yeah. you've done so this, many jobs. This is why I'm doing this, because it's not Saturday. It's yeah. Friday. It's not okay. on tonight, is it? It's not. Yeah, I, I, nothing's better than just staying at home watching the telly, is it? Yeah, Even the true. best job I've ever done is not as good as not doing a job. <laughs> nothing's better than not... I was on the dole for a year when I was about 16. Yeah. And nothing's been better than that. <laughs> Everything's paid better since, but nothing's yeah. been as quite as relaxing as spending the afternoon watching Crosswits with Tom O'Connor. Yeah. <laughs> and then sure. being in the darts team. I was in my local darts oh, yeah, team. Yeah. So all I did was practice all day. I wanted to be a professional darts player, genuinely. I wasn't good enough, but in my no. deluded head, I could be. So I practiced all day like that. And then I'd go out at once or twice a week to play for the team, but I couldn't, couldn't do it. I couldn't, the pressure got to me. Yeah. And I got it into my head that the reason... It was like eight hours a day of throwing standing on the bed, because it was a tiny bedroom, getting the, the darts out the board, back off the bed. On the bed. And it was like, dum, dum, dum. And if you'd have walked past it, it sounded like someone who was masturbating but wasn't committed to it. <laughs> and at night, when I was in the team, I got it into my head. The reason why I couldn't throw it because there wasn't a bed in front of me. <laughs> So I thought, wouldn't it be great if I... You know, they all have, like, affectations and music. If I was Lee the Bed Mac, and I just sort of dragged my bed on and put it in front of the board. Because you get used to that. Yeah. You know, it felt too empty. Yeah. And that's why I didn't that's like it. That's why you never became that's professional. Why, yeah. That's, that's the only reason. Okay. Well, look, I'm going to pick out a few things that you've done. Um, mm. Let's talk about Inside Number Nine, because we had Steve Pemberton on the other day. So you were part of this big charade hoax yeah. episode. There was a hoax episode that looked like... To be fair, I really wanted to see the On the Buses episode, so I'm furious. Do you know what? Me too. <laughs> I, I genuinely would have been excited about seeing... Because Robin Asquith... They, mm. they, well, you know all this if you've interviewed Steve. But yeah. the, the, the levels of detail, those guys... I presume you watch Inside Number 9, right? They are very meticulous, those guys. They're yeah. such brilliant writers. But to go to the extent of having to have a fake episode starring Robin Asquith and actually booking him <laughs> for a photo shoot yeah. and then doing that sort of press shot where you go outside and paparazzi him coming out, even though it's just the team doing it and yeah. leak that to the press and all that. Yeah, and then they cancel the show and then I, I'm on my quiz show. Is the, is the Three by the, three, three, three times three. Three by three, yeah. which I thought would be a giveaway, but not everyone got that. No. And, uh, yeah, and that was, that was it. I was supposed to... And it was so real for the first 15 minutes, I think people just went, that's fucking shit, I'm turning it over. <laughs> because what I liked about it is I thought people would see through it, but the ones that saw through it, I think, doubted themselves because it was so real for about 15 minutes. Yeah, I mean, it's sort of a new... Because then neither of them were in it, which is the first time that's ever happened, yeah. obviously, because they, they would have ruined it if they were. It really would have. Um, and, uh... and here's Brian from Stockport, one of our contestants. That's Steve Pemberton yeah. from Inside Number 9 that's supposed to be on now. <laughs> that would have ruined it. It would have ruined it. But it's got, you know, at the end, by the end, people's heads are exploding and things. Yeah, yeah. Spoiler alert. Right. Uh, and uh, you'd think that that might have given it away, but some people still... Oh, some people complained. Yeah. The people complained that I'd killed someone on television. <laughs> and that I deserved to be cancelled immediately for killing someone. Yeah. Which I think is a fair point. Yeah. To be honest with you. I mean, they shouldn't really have put it out if you had killed someone. Yeah, that was the bit that's a bit confusing. People complained. They said, that, was that real? You go, what, was it real that we recorded a quiz show someone died and they still put it out? Yeah, fuck wit. <laughs> 
But they gave you free reign to sort of be yourself, right? So there was a script, but you, but you weren't following Yeah, I think it's absolutely impossible to have improv chat that is scripted. I mean, we've been rehearsing this all day. Yeah. And we're making it look real, aren't we? We are. We're doing, we're doing very well. To a lot of untrained people, if you're, you can't imp- rehearse chat and then do it word for word, yeah. you know. And we, people say that, you know, about Wood Lighty. They think that we've rehearsed the conversation. And I think, I genuinely believe that would be more skillful <laughs> than what we do. Yeah. To rehearse a conversation and make it look that real, you know, every little pause and cough or whatever. And so, so yeah, we, we, I just said, look, can we just do it a bit more? Can I just ask them a real question? Yeah. You know, and then it got confusing because I was going, what did you do at Christmas? And they were answering me and I was like, is that them answering me? Or is that the, <laughs> is that the character that they've yeah. inhabited? You know, so. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it was that. Was it difficult to keep the secret, or was it secret? Was hard, yeah. Because, yeah. like, so Steve's quite good mates with Tim Key, as I am. I know Steve Tim quite well. So that night, Steve said, "Let's go and watch Tim in the theatre." You know, Tim Key from from Alan Partridge. And so we we went to watch Tim, and then we had a drink afterwards. And Tim was like, "So are you in Inside Number Nine then?" And I went, "No," because <laughs> I'm a good actor. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, he, he said, all right, what are you doing then? I went, I hadn't thought of what I thought. Of. So I went, I'm hosting a quiz. Uh, oh, you already host a quiz, don't you? I went, yeah, and this is another one. What's it called? I thought, well, I don't want to say that because Steve's not happy. So I went, I don't know, yeah. It's fucking terrible. So yeah, I think he just thought, I think Lee's lying. I think yeah. Lee hasn't got a quiz. I think Lee's <laughs> not working anymore and he's making it up. I think he's just embarrassed that he's not worked since... Fear the freeze. Yeah, fear the fear, freeze. The fear. Fear the freeze. Freeze it. Uh, yeah. So yeah, so that was good fun. But they're, they're so, I love the program. You know. Yeah. Absolutely love it. So when they said, when I got the email, say you've been asked to be in it, to be inside number nine, I was so happy. Yeah. And then they said, but you're playing Lee Mac. <laughs> it reminded me of the time that I said to my, we've got the same agent, yeah. and I said to my agent, I never get asked to be in dramas and stuff. I'd love to just, just, I'm not, wouldn't be my forte, but I'd love to have a go at it. Love to just do some straight acting. Yeah. And. Um, and about three weeks later, I get this phone call off him, and he goes, I've actually got you a part in a proper serious drama. And I went, hell, yeah, great, what, what is it? He says it's called National Treasure. Remember with Robbie Coltrane? Yeah. And I said, I said, oh, right, okay, great. What, what's that then? What's that about? And he said, it's about historical, it's about historical <laughs> sex crimes. Yeah. And I said, right, and who am I playing? And my agent went, you're playing yourself. <laughs> I was like, sorry? <laughs> but the idea was there was two or three real comics in it right. playing themselves who had a little bit of interaction with Robbie Coltrane's character. Right. I think the idea was that when he went to court, I nicked his show. I became the host of his okay. show. Do you see what I mean? So, yeah, yeah. Well, yeah, I thought, I thought they'd found out. <laughs> if that's the right phrase. <laughs> Well, a lot of comedians are playing horrible, like uh, uh, Steve Merchant did the, the, that serial killer, didn't he? And, uh, and Coogan playing Coogan played Savile, uh, so... Oh, is that what it was? Yeah. Oh, I just thought it was one of the worst episodes of Partridge I'd ever seen. <laughs> oh, that makes sense now. Is there any, any serial killer you fancy having a, a, a crack at? Um... I don't know. I think I'd like to play... I'd like to play somebody that was, was pre... Film or fo- no photographs? Okay, yeah. Because then no one would know if, if it's any good. The impression. <laughs> yeah, that's true. I mean, if I, I mean, I could do Jack the Ripper because no one knows what he sounds like. That's true. Okay. I mean, I wouldn't want to play some. I wouldn't want to do Jimmy Savile because you know what he sounds like. Yeah. And it would be 
a terrible impression. I know that's not the right reasons to not want to play Jimmy Savile, <laughs> not being able to do the voice. But that is a part of the decision-making yeah. process. Okay. You know. All right. Well, look, I'll keep. And I'd be really, I'd be over the top. I'd be like, eh, let me just calm it down a bit, Lee. It's quite good. I always have to wear the, the Jimble Fix It badge and the rings and say jingly jangly. Can you just be a bit more real? Um, let's talk about some of your other uh, successes over the last few years. Uh, the Chop, Britain's best woodworker. Fuck off. <laughs> how did that? How did that turn out well, for you? Unlike fees, fear the free. Yeah, I guarantee they won't have heard of that one because <laughs> it didn't last very long. So this is a show that I did about four years ago, I think. Um, be honest, if, give us a cheer if you've heard of the show. Yeah. Oh, you have, you fucking sick bastards. So it was basically a woodwork. It was Bake Off for Carpenters. Yeah. And, and um, they said, do you want to host it? And I said, I can't host it I, I, because I'm not free or whatever. And they said, all right, well, we'll tell you what we'll do to accommodate you. Just turn up once a week, interview a few people, and we'll make it look like you were in it more than you were. <laughs> okay. What could possibly go wrong? <laughs> it got axed. Very good. good. Very good. I, I could tell from the second you said chop, he was like, the second there's a pause, I'm in. <laughs> <laughs> and um, trust me, at the end of the, at the end of the anecdote, there will be a long pause, a long silence of unpleasantness, and you can come in as much as you like. <laughs> and so, uh, yeah, we did this thing about carp a carpentry competition. I was the host, me and Rick Edwards, and a carpenter called Will, and uh, the guy that one of the contestants had tattoos all over his face, yeah. but those sort of homemade-looking ones that are all grey, where you can't see any skin, it's just all tattoo, you know. That's where the alarm bells would have been ringing for me. If I'd been, if I'd been yeah. booking the show, I'd go, should we have the guy with the tattoos all over his face, the homemade tattoos? Yeah. yeah. I'd have said no. I'd have said, You'd have no. said no then, would yeah, you? I'd have said no. Yeah. My own prejudice would have come oh. into play. Welcome Ironically. to Richard's new show, Hindsight. <laughs> <laughs> well, I don't do the booking. No. No, I do the turning up and the interviewing. <laughs> yeah. I'm just the fucking face of the show. <laughs> and then... Turns out that some of the nat tattoos were uh, right-wing Nazi things. Yeah. And so the whole show was axed. It was too soon for uh, that joke, mate. He uh, still, it still hurt. Not so fucking funny now, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> and it was about... I think it was supposed to be 12 episodes and only the first one went out. Mm. Yeah. Couldn't they have just blurred his face out? Well, the problem is they were all over his face, so he would have looked... So he would have looked out of focus like Robin Williams in that film. Do you remember that film? I do. Where his whole face was out of focus. Yeah. Yeah, it would have been... I think it would have been odder. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. And you'd have still seen the uniform anyway. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm going, to, I'm, going, I'm going to stay with controversies for now before we oh, get on. Oh, thanks. Just because just yeah. I'm enjoying... The national treasure thing was a joke, you know that? Yeah. All oh, right, good. Okay. Um, uh, you had the audacity... Yes. ...to replace... How dare you... Yeah. ...go on Gone Fishing and think you can be... I know. ...Bob Mortimer. How well... Dare, how dare... How you see, you think... there's three things about the, that show yeah. that people love. They love Paul Whitehouse, Bob Mortimer and fishing... 
They didn't get Bob and they didn't get fishing. Yeah. Because I'm a vegan, so I wouldn't fish. Okay. So you've lost two of the three elements which make that show good. Thank fuck Paul turned up. <laughs> and, oh, I got a kick in for that. Yeah. Absolute kick in. And, you know, I like, I'm a bit of a wasp nest prodder. Yeah. Quite like the idea that a, a lot of the animosity was the fact that it's a vegan, not fishing. Yeah. That's what they don't like. Yes, of course. They do, really, really don't like that. And, uh, yeah, so, fuck them. <laughs> but no, it was... I love the show as well. Yeah, it's a great show. But, you know, it's like, I'm the only person that's been on Inside Number 9 without Reese and Steve. <laughs> I'm the only one that's been on The Fisher's Show without Bob. I'm starting to think people don't like me. They don't want to work with it. Um, so, yeah, no, it was... In hindsight, probably not, yeah. not a good idea, perhaps, yeah. to go on a fishing show and not fish. Yeah? Probably. I mean, I might, again, I might have thought... But I can understand, I've, I've been on it as a guest. I should point out, by the way... Yeah. Oh, you went on as a guest? Yeah, I went on as a guest. Well, that's what I was supposed to do. Yeah. I was booked to oh, be you a person to be the that... Will you come and just have a chat with them? And I said, yeah, but I don't want to fish. And they went, oh, you don't need to fish. In fact, we don't want you to fish. We just want you to sit on the riverbank and have a chat yeah. about getting old and men's health issues, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. yeah, I'd love to do that. I love Paul, I love Bob, and I love the show. I'll come on, I'll do that. Bob gets ill. Oh, we've changed it now. Can you be on the whole thing and replace him? <laughs> well, no, but I'm still not going to fit. Oh, we don't, it doesn't matter. We make a joke of that. Oh, good. I'll do that then. And then fucking dickhead here thinks, I know, it'll be funny if I go magnet fishing, <laughs> where I throw a magnet into the water and try and catch bits of metal from the yeah. bottom. And someone showed me a clip of Jeremy Vine talking about it the next day, genuinely confused, wondering how I was going to catch a fish with a magnet. <laughs> And he actually said, I think, one, I think someone on the show, or he said, is it because the fish swallow bits of metal? And then they... They're full of mercury, aren't they, all the fish? So, you know, full of what? Mercury now. That's what Maybe. Sort of saying, saying, yes. Is it magnetic mercury? I don't know if made. I don't think it I found is. Out that, I found out that gold isn't magnetic, because yeah. I said on the show, I could find people's wedding rings. People didn't like that. It's not <laughs> fucking magnetic gold, dickhead! <laughs> Fishes. Vicious people. Yeah. Who would have thought the meat eaters were vicious? <laughs> yeah, they didn't like me on that. No. Yeah, oh, well. Hopefully you'll get cancelled after yeah, this well, and this will know, be your last get... episode. <laughs> How dare he replace Stuart Lee? <laughs> That's all they'll say. <laughs> um... <laughs> but you know, the, the, it is sort of weird. You know, there was the National TV Awards that you know, made a another see, controversy, another controversy. We'll get, we'll, get, we'll get them all through. But that's yeah. interesting. You know, well, that was an interesting one because I, yeah. people probably won't know this, but I, no. so I um, was at the National Television Awards and I won an award. And let's just leave it at that. <laughs> so I get up and I'm sat at the front and I'm watching all the people get these awards. And they usually people start thanking God, don't they, and all that. And I'm like, yeah, maybe I'll tell a joke. Be maverick. Yeah. And I couldn't think of anything to say because you would go to these award ceremonies and you think of things to say, but then you, you don't go up because you don't win. Yeah. The, major the thing we've all got in common is that the award ceremonies is most of us don't win. True. You've got like a one in four or one in five chance. Yeah. And I've got suits in my, on my hanger that I'll put on now and again, put my hand in the pocket, and there's an unsaid speech in there. <laughs> right. Lots of, it's a very sad moment. You go, oh yes, another one I didn't win. <laughs> so I didn't bother, obviously. And then I thought, I better think of summer. And because uh, everyone was handing these awards out that are very phallic. I thought, well, I'll just mention that. Just do a cheap gag about that. And Jill Scott handed me the award, and I just said, um, I never thought I'd get a sex toy off Jill Scott or something like that. Yeah. Just a rubbishy little comment. But it was seen as being really... 
well, it wasn't seen as anything, but it was interesting seeing how these things pan out, because I'm not usually involved in these stories. Yeah. But I realised that what happens is you'll get a paper like The Express who will say, you know, Lee Mack shocks audience, which just isn't true. No yeah. one's complaining. And then the next day, people call for cancellation, which isn't true. Yeah. And then third day, it's Lee Mack fights back and says this, <laughs> which I hadn't said anything. So they develop this yeah. narrative that's just clickbait, isn't it? You know, so. Well, it's, especially with... The, there's a couple of papers, and Daily Express is one of them. They will literally go through Twitter, and they'll find one person on Twitter who's gone, oh, you know, that's yeah. a bit much, or whatever, and then they'll blow that up into a story. Yeah. And you sort of think, that's, you know, that's what journalism has become. It's right, and finding Trawling the one, through. finding a needle in a haystack of somebody who's taken mild offence, and even the person who's written that the next day is going to forget about it. Well, even me fighting back was some thing I'd once said a long time ago. Right. Before. I was fighting back before I was cancelled. Yeah. Which was very odd. So, yeah, very weird. I said yeah. I'd stand by you and still have you on the show. I just wanted you to know. I, said, I knew Thank you'd you, already Richard. been booked and I said I'm not going to cancel the booking. Oh, well, that's Regardless good. of what happens. Everyone else pulled all the gigs. Yeah. This is my only one I've got left. <laughs> it's good. To, it's good I mean, to... I mean this, even this didn't fucking sell out. I think people just thought, nah, I'm not. <laughs> That vegan swearing NTA prick. We're not going to his gig. All right, look, I've, I've talked enough about your failures. Oh, I haven't mentioned semi-detached. But, um... Well, you're wrong there, because that was actually very good. But <laughs> carry on. I'm joking. Uh, let's talk about the... So one... good that no one even... No one cheered or booed, because <laughs> no one remembers it. Um... Funny how no one remembers the sitcom I was in, but every other incident you mentioned... Tell you another bit of controversy. Aye, we fucking remember that. <laughs> Maybe you should have got your cock out all the way through semi-detached. Wow. Maybe it should have been semi-detached. So you just had a... Oh, a semi, semi yes. That's not a bad Maybe idea. Maybe you should have had a, a, a semi-erect penis that you chopped off and waved around at people. Not bad. Yeah. Try that. Try that Try mm, that for the okay. second series. I'll, I'll pitch it for series two. <laughs> cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at UH1.com. One size fits all seems like a good idea for clothes until you try them on. Same goes for healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. Learn more at UH1.com. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Uh, I love the 1% Club. Thank you. Uh, it's a really... A I'm going on Sunday to do more. Are you? Great. Yes. It's, you know, it's so difficult, isn't it, to, for, to come up with something that's fresh within that game show environment and when, when, a, when a new thing comes through that... Absolutely. I can't take any credit. No. I didn't come up with the idea at all, so I know it's a good format because it's not yeah. my format. But the reason I knew it was a good format, in the pilot I said, 
there's no way these 100 contestants are going to laugh at the jokes. They're too busy trying to win 100,000 quid. So you need to make me a bank of like 100 people above them. And they're the audience. They're not playing. They're just watching the show. All right. And at least we get some laughs off them, you know. Yeah. So they built this thing. And then we started playing on the pilot. And then uh, I just got no laughs. And I realised that actually that's because they were playing along as well. Yes. They were intrigued by the quiz. And I thought, oh, this is a good, this is yeah. a good format. Because my jokes are so brilliant, it must be something else. <laughs> so I thought, yeah, they're intrigued by the game, which is great. Yeah. So, yeah, no, it's good. It's good fun. And the guys who run it are brilliant. They, they are so meticulous about it. If it says 70% question, that has been researched to an inch of its life. Right. It really is 70%. And I have loads of debates I'll, in rehearsals. I go, there is no way on God's earth that 10% of people in this country did not know the difference between a giraffe and a zebra. <laughs> but it turns out 10% of the British public are fucking stupid. <laughs> <laughs> But thanks for coming. <laughs> and does that translate within the game? Because you must get people who want to do, who are good at quizzes, mainly. You get all sorts. They're, they're very, it's very well cast. You know, they'll, yeah. they'll deliberately cast people that are good fun. They'll cast people that are very bright. They'll cast, there's, there's a real mix of people. Yeah. And so, yeah, you, you get some proper serious logic. It's, it's weird because even though you think about serious quizzes doing it, sometimes, I mean, I've sat at home with my kids and done it, and yeah. one each... It's not like the same person is getting it right every time. Someone will get it right, then another child will get it right. Yeah. No friends are there, it's just my family. <laughs> You're picturing the scene, aren't you? Yeah, yeah. Right, you lot, sit there and watch me! <laughs> um, but, yeah, so it's, it's, it's nice, because it's logic, you know. But it, it starts off ridiculously easy and ends up ridiculously hard. Yeah. Have you ever got a 1% question? Uh, no, I don't think I have. And, and, and I, would, I would fall... There's usually something in there that trips me up anyway, you know, like some, some of the... I'm not so good at the, like, logic, you know, yeah. shape things like that where you have to translate shapes or work out. Yeah, yeah. Or do so, we... it's, but it's quite brutal, though, isn't it? Because if you make a mistake, you're out. That's, you know, there's a lot... There's well, you, quite you've got a pass, which... Yeah. At home, you're not using your pass, so you right. would have that pass. But it's also true that in the studio, when you're doing it properly, you don't pause, go and make a cup of tea, no. and seven minutes later go, I know that. <laughs> so when people say, I went all the way last night, I go, did you? Yeah. In 30 seconds... Well, I paused. Yeah. 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 No, it's, it's hard. And, and when you do those things, I've done quite a lot of uh, these TV things. I'm sure you, you have. Pointless. When, when you do it, when you, when you do it in, in uh, real life, it's, you know, it's, it is genuinely hard. Oh, you, you get those blank, you get those blanks, which I think I would definitely get in. in I mean, I, genuinely, my memory is so bad now that we record the show, then six months later it's on. My kids love it. So they sit there with a pen and paper and have a little competition. And I, I'm allowed to play along because they know my memory is so bad, I won't remember what the answers are anyway. <laughs> right. And I will find myself going, stop doing jokes, dickhead, I'm trying to work this out. <laughs> to myself on the telly. I'm heckling myself from yeah. six months ago. I mean, this is the great yes. thing about being a middle-aged man. Is, uh, you know, you just forget. Just forget. You can watch films again, you can read books again. Yeah. You suddenly read a book and go, oh, I've, I've read this. I've read that, yeah. <laughs> I'm looking at my kids, realising I'm not even in the right house. <laughs> it's awful. How are you finding... The house, somebody takes yeah, me. How are, you, how, are you, how, are you, how are you finding getting older? Because oh, I've, I've known you for a long time. Do you know what? I, I've got a staircase that properly bends like that. And I was walking up it the other day, because I play five-a-side each week, and it's agony. And I was walking up like that, and I just looked, and I found myself going, 
I reckon in, when I'm about 70 to 75, this would be perfect for a standard chair lift. <laughs> and then I thought, is it really bad to get ready by having it now? Because it is hurting my knee going up the stairs and it'd just be helpful after a football match to get up there. Yeah, and also with those things, you don't want to leave it too late. You won't get much use out of it if you leave it to the yeah. last minute. You know, you want to get want it get now. It, you so want to get it before you need it. Yeah, so that you can get some use out of it. Yeah, and also, a lot of the times people must get these adaptations to their houses. But also you've got to be fit because like, I'm really tight. I'm making it myself. I'm not paying for it. Right, OK. <laughs> I've got to be fit enough to get the, all the elastic bands stretched. Yeah. And, you know. <laughs> Yeah, no, I, I, I don't like it. It is things are falling apart now, but definitely. Do you feel like time's like really speeding up? Because I, just, I every now and again I realise I'm 56, and then I. Go, well, I do have these forget. moments. I have to admit, we were sat backstage then, and we don't really see each other that often. No. And of course, Adam, who's I was going to say on in the second half, but that's yeah, in your not, podcast. It's, no such it's not going to make any sense no, whatsoever. Sense. And we all three of us probably don't see each other that often. No. And by fuck, we all three of us look older, don't we? <laughs> don't we? Because we used to be young 20-year-old comedians or 30, whatever, yeah. dashing around four or five gigs a night. Now it's like, how are you? Yeah, you know, my knees. How are you? <laughs> well, it's my back, really. You know, I get pains in the base of my back. Anyway, should we get on so I can talk about all your failures? Yeah, go on then. <laughs> Yeah, let's go on. You're good now because you're getting old. You've got more failures, but we want to talk about. Oh, lovely. That, I've got more. That. I've got more. Um, and I think, like, because. Do you ever think of doing it with your cock out? <laughs> no, it's just an idea I had about your sitcom. It's like it's semi, but it's like a semi erection. I, I oh. guess with alternative comedy, it was quite. Everyone was quite young. When, I mean, I know it's been going since the 80s, so the people who were, who were there at the start are pretty old now. No, but there were, there, when we were doing it and starting doing it, there weren't loads of... Well, like, when we were growing up watching telly in the 70s, the comedians, as in the TV show, The Comedian, yeah. it might have just been because we were young, but they all looked in their 50s, mm-hmm. in my head. And if they didn't, they were in their 40s. They definitely weren't in their 20s no, they were or their 30s. And so comedians used to be older before they got on telly. But then suddenly the 80s happened and then I was sort of around and started in the mid-90s. Yeah. And, and comedians were suddenly like 18 or 19 on stage and it was, you know, Ross Noble. I used to gig with Ross. He was like 15. Yeah. 15? Yeah. Fucking hell. <laughs> and now you see him and he's like, my back's killing me like my knees are fucks. <laughs> well, I'm going to see him in a couple of weeks. Is uh, he coming on? He's coming on in a couple of oh, weeks. Oh, lovely. Yes. yes, that'd be fun. I hope you've researched his failures. I would, of course. <laughs> Fell of off course. his bike once, broke his leg. Yeah. You bring that up, that'll cheer him up. Can I ask you some emergency questions? Mike, Mike. Oh, you mean you haven't already? They were the real questions. It's <laughs> the real questions. Wow, I'm dreading these. Um, the first one that comes up is a bit. I don't know the if same... they're stuck in like a serial killer. <laughs> it's good. Oh, was... These are my favourite ones. Yeah. Um, uh, this is in, along the same theme as we've been talking about. Do you think your, the, the photo that will accompany your obituary has already been taken? It's <laughs> a good question, Thank that. You. I like that question. Good. That's a very good question. I hope so. Yeah, do you? Well, it'll look better, won't it? I suppose. I don't want it to be like the last... I don't want it to be the last shot, like as I'm hitting the windscreen. <laughs> I don't want them to use this, the, the speed camera that just happened to catch the incident. <laughs> this was the last photo he saw. But and Richard, could, Richard will be watching the news going, I hope he survives the coma, <laughs> then I can bring up another one of his fucking incidences that was awful. One of his failures. So, Lee, great to have you back. You can't drive, can you? <laughs> well, it's some all more relative. soup? 
in, in the eight years I've, since you were last on... Is that what it is? Eight years? Yeah, all I've done is this, and you've done lots of other things uh, as well. As well so it's all re- failure and I might go back and watch that, because it's still available on the YouTube. Yeah, I think it probably is. Do you reckon we're not as grey? As grey? Well, I bet you've probably watched it back, have you, recently? I haven't, I didn't bother watching it. I bet it. we're not, because we're both grey, aren't we? I'm very yeah. grey on the beard, and you're... Are you proper grey, or are you dyed grey? Uh, <laughs> well, like, no, if you've done the thing where you're a bit grey and think, I'm going to dye it to make it all look grey. No. So I look wizened and... I, I wish. No, it's, no, it's all, just grey. This, this is natural. I mean, I don't know about that. I haven't had my hair cut this year. I don't know why. It's like I'm in lockdown. But I'm not, I've been allowed to go out and use like, the barbers. I like that. Yeah, it's, I can't work out. It's good. It's proper midlife crisis cut. Some, someone <laughs> someone uh, drunkenly on uh, Instagram... Said, why have you got your hair like that? You look like, it's reminiscent of Jimmy Savile. Uh, and then, wow. he looked like Rolf Harris, this guy. So I kind of came back at him with a couple of things. You've really got to have a look at your demographic. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but in a way, if you're a bitch effect who hasn't yet been taken, it means your greatest success is yet to come. That's what well, that question was. Not necessarily. Look at Rolf Harris's obituary <laughs> photograph. <laughs> they weren't showing a photograph of him painting anything, were they? No. They showed him, after, you know, the later life. Yeah, life. that's true. It depends what happens to me in the future. Yeah. But I just hope that... No, I'd like to think that my obituary photograph is, is from Fear the Freeze. Yeah, it could be. <laughs> it's a bit... You know, you have actually done so many different things. It would be... It's not a dead... You know, David Mitchell, I think... Peep Show. They're going to do... There'll be a still from Peep Show. He's in fucking Wood of Light. I know well. he is. But I think... I don't you think, think Peep Show will be the one? I think Peep Show will be the one. But I think you've done... So many things. No, I don't think he will because Peep Show, he looks younger. Yeah. I, don't, I think they'll yeah. go with a beardy version of David yeah. because that's the one we Might think of now. Yeah. But he'll live... Uh, of me, David and Rob, I would have liked, we've had this conversation. Yeah. He will... We, I have often thought, who will go first? Who will yeah. be the last? Who, who's doing... Let's just say, who's doing the speech at both the funerals? <laughs> okay. And I, I rate my chances. Yeah. Because Rob's... He's smaller than me. Yeah. So there's more chance of an accident. <laughs> Definitely. He's got... If we fall off the same thing, he's got longer to fall, hasn't he? <laughs> okay. When you fall Common off sense. Something, what if a blade comes uh, at a... Depends on the height of the blade, six, doesn't it? You know, five foot eight. Yeah, but if it comes at five foot six, <laughs> cutting his head off, just hitting me in the nipples, isn't it? <laughs> oh, I suppose a blade that cuts your head off also slices you through the nipples. <laughs> I've thought that through. <laughs> But I think David is the youngest of the three of us, but David, right. David has the presence of an older man than the two of us. Yeah. So, you think, yeah. so do you think he's going to die before oh, you? Oh, definitely. And if he doesn't, I'll make it happen. I'm not, <laughs> I'm not going first, I'll tell you now. If I go first, I'm taking one of them fuckers with me. Yeah. What it's going to be, be a draw for yeah. two of us. What would be good if one of you pretended to die and then jumped out and said, it was a lie at the funeral? That would, that would be a nice touch, wouldn't it? That would be good, yeah. Yeah. And then shock the other one too so much they both died. That would be phenomenally unlikely, be but I'll, uh, let's just go with that, guys. <laughs> Could happen. Um, yeah, no, I think my photograph has probably... I'd like to think it has been taken. Yeah. So then I look a bit, bit younger. I yeah. think I peaked at about... I was, when I started comedy, I, I, all I wanted to be was 10 stone. I was so underweight, very skinny. Yes. And the first TV show I did in the mid-90s, I don't look very well at all. <laughs> show called Gas. No one remembers this. You might remember it. I, remember, I think I introduced you as being the host of Gas last time. Oh, you did were... you? Right. Yeah. Well, the, the uh, mid-90s, very skinny. All I wanted to do was be like 10 stone. Now, all I want to be is like 13 and a half stone, <laughs> but by minusing. 
So it stands to reason there was a perfect sort of six or seven year period yeah. where without trying, I was bang on. Bang on. I was probably about a nice 12 and a half. Yeah. So I'm hoping they use that shot because I'm pretty fit. Okay, well, I'll um, make I look sure at myself do. and I'm very semi detached then. <laughs> about mid 30s, I reckon. Remember the sketch show? That's yeah. what I was on then, so I think hopefully they'll use that. But that's it. So there's so many, you know, there's so many different things that they could use. They're going to have to have a little, you know, montage shot. Of I hope they don't this. get mixed up with like the One Percent Club with three by three. Yeah. And they show an image of me, which, which they can easily do, can't they? Mix yeah. it up and show that. And in the background, you see blood all over the screen. Yeah. And they go, Lee Mac hosting one of his many <laughs> successful quiz shows. Yeah. Blood dripping down at the back. <laughs> um, good. Uh. Good. Uh, look, I don't think you had to do that last time. What? Put that down. Yeah. Mm. I know. My eyesight's gone. Uh, yeah, but do you, I was going to say, do you fight? Because you, you haven't drunk for seven years or something like that. Have you? Seven, seven years, yeah. yeah. I've, haven't, I, I've gave up drinking three years ago. Oh, I didn't know and that. Partly, uh, you know, you're, you talked to Adam Buxton about it. And you yeah. Talked to, you did that, talked about how, you know... the. Did I have an impact on your life, Richard? A little bit. I was, I was uh. sort of... I didn't really mean to give up. But I have seemed to have given up. I was just stopping for a bit and then it's... Then but, it carried on? Yeah, then I carried on Do you feel better for it? I do, because I was just waking up in the middle of the night feeling... Drinking. <laughs> I wasn't drinking loads. <laughs> I think like you, I don't, I, don't think you, I don't think you had a problem with drinking right oh, now. Oh, no, it was easy. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, no, I didn't. I was, I, was, I was what you'd call a textbook average drinker, yeah. I think. Yeah. Whatever that is. So probably... You know, if I said to the crowd now what I used to drink, you'd, most of them would go, yeah, that's, that's me yeah. before breakfast. <laughs> but I was just finding it taking its impact a bit too much. And I was just waking up panicking in the middle of the night and then when I stopped, when I stopped drinking, that stopped. So I'd wake up in a yeah. slight... Yeah, well, you sleep better, don't you, if you yeah. don't drink. So you don't, you don't wait. If I eat too late, it occasionally happens. So it's obviously a digestive thing. But, that the, but, but yeah. I've put on weight, have you? Uh, I di- uh, yeah, up and down. I'm, I'm always up and down. I like had that. this theory that drinking's like the worst thing you can do. So if you stop that, you can do everything else. Yeah. So I was like having wine gums for breakfast. And <laughs> I didn't give a monkey's about anything because I thought I don't drink now, I can do anything. Yeah. So I put on loads of weight to stop drinking. But also apparently you crave sugar if you stop drinking. Yeah. I've been having lots of sugar. Not here because there's literally nothing to eat in the dressing room. No. That's not one of these showbiz, let's pretend they're dressed. It's properly shit back there. <laughs> It Nothing. is, well, the only, the pop stars are the only people who, and you, are the only people who complain about that. So it's obvious there's a certain level you get. Yeah. Peter Hooten turned up with his family and said, where's the drinks? <laughs> so he came backstage thinking there'd be like a, a bar backstage mm. that I'd laid on for him. I don't know who Peter Hooten is. I gave you, you got a bottle of water. Does Can't anybody I... else not know who Peter Hooten is? From the farm. The farm, I know that. Yeah. The farm, yeah. The farm. Well, I'm a vegan, never heard of him. <laughs> you know, joke, you know, uh, like vegetables come from farms as well. No, they don't. <laughs> Fuck off. <laughs> come from Lidl, mate. <laughs> I'm on a new. Di- I'm, on a, I'm on a new diet where I'm eating a lot of a lot of vegetables. I've, I had a. I brought a thermos full of uh, ch- vegetable chili with me tonight. Did you? Yeah. Nice of you to offer it out. Yeah, you can have a bit. There's a bit left if you want uh, some. Got some kimchi. Again, you see. Seven years ago I was on. Yeah. Different then. Yeah. Come on now. What did you bring with you? Oh, I brought my thermos flask full of, um, <laughs> full of chilli. Did you bring out? No, I forgot to bring my food. I'll, I'll have some at later, but I can't eat later at night, can you? <laughs> 
I'll be up in the middle of the night screaming again. <laughs> what was that about? Look, I love the fact that I went, no, I was a normal drinker. I used to, you know, have the odd drink. You? Yeah, normal drinker, just wake up in the night screaming. <laughs> okay. I would have one drink and it would make me... Hey, it would make cold atmosphere, though, <laughs> Okay, right. <laughs> I'd wait, I wouldn't scream, I'd wake up confused. Yeah. Like, I, I woke up when I'm mad. This is what I fear about getting old, is, like, just losing your grip on everything. Yeah, yeah. So you don't know who you are anymore. I'd wake up and feel, like, disconnected from the world and that this was the only time that I was seeing the true... The truth of what being alive is, that, you know, you don't know who you are and... You, and, and what, when you woke up? When I woke up in the middle of the night, yeah. So that but when every, you woke up, did you not know for a second who you were? I, you... I knew who I was, but it just felt... Everything felt disconnected yeah, and, yeah. Like, like, you're in... You know, I, I tell you what I do know is when you... Like, if, you stay, if I stay in hotels now for work and stuff, when I wake up in the middle of the night, that, you know that feeling you get? You go, oh, where am I? Oh, I'm here. Yeah. The gap between where am I and oh, I'm here <laughs> yeah. gets longer and longer to the point where I'm actually sat up in the dark going, now, just think. <laughs> where were you? Where, where were you? You're doing that, you put your hand on the left, right? There's no one there, good, that's a good start. <laughs> Fuck, or is it a bad start? Maybe I'm at home, where's my wife? <laughs> but Fuck, do you ever... internal monologue, what the fuck am I, what happened, how did I get here? Do you ever get out of, get, get oh, out of bed and head for the toilet totally. and it's not where you think yes, it is? Yes, I've, done, I've actually stood up and looked yeah. around rooms and, and tried to... Yeah. It's like that famous, I'm sure it's an urban myth about the woman in the hotel room, you know that one where she rings down and says, where's the bathroom, you know that one? No. She, she, oh no, not, she goes, not the bathroom, so she rings downstairs and she says to the hotel, woman in the hotel, she's, it's in the middle of the night, she's a bit, you know, she goes, I, I, need, to, I need to get out of my room. And the woman says, well, why don't you get out of your room then? And she goes, because I can't find the door. And she says, well, there's a door there, they just go out the door. I can't find the door. She says, well, okay, do, do you know where your bathroom is? Yes, I can see the bathroom. Right, well, there's a door there, isn't it? Yes. Look to your left, there's another door. Go through there. She goes, well, I can't go through that door because it says, do not disturb on it. <laughs> Which I hope is true. I'm sure it isn't. Oh, sure, that'll have happened. That's sort of what I'm like now yeah. in hotels where I'm feeling around going, I don't know where, I sort of know I'm in a hotel, but I don't know why I'm yeah. in a hotel. And that's going to get worse, isn't it? Yeah. To the point where that's just how you wake up. Yeah. I mean, Even, I, I and you're not it. in a hotel. I, I fear it. I fear. I fear like you know that. I fear that we we've already lived our lives, and yeah. this is just us lying in bed remembering the stuff that. Are we lying might, in bed might, together? Yeah. <laughs> Can I just check whose memory is this? Yours or mine? Because this is not how I remember it. I remember it going a lot better than this. Yeah. It does mean that the night in Aldershot was one of the highlights of our life that we want to replay. Or maybe we're going through that car windscreen and this is a flashback <laughs> of the highlights. This is, I'm going through the windscreen, this is all I've got to remember that was even half decent. After all the tragedies you read out about my career, this is the only one that went half well. Wow. Are you going to go back to stand-up is the thing I want to know. Because... Well, I've, I've, I worked out, I've done, I think, six gigs in about seven years Seven or eight years. And so I am slightly wanting to go back to it. Yeah. Just slightly. But again, you do a lot of gigs on a Saturday night when you're touring. Yeah. Match of the day. Well, you can choose, though. You can... You can I mean, it, it's on Sunday morning as well. You could just wait till Sunday morning to watch Match of the Day. Oh, I thought you meant the theatres are on yeah, Sunday could, morning. You could, well, you could probably... Do, tell a, do a ten o'clock in the morning. I don't think I could. I can't sell out all the shot. I'm not going to be able to sell out ten o'clock in the morning on a Sunday. 
You can choose not to do Saturdays. You can choose. No, not I suppose to do... it's. It, yeah, I don't know. I do. I do miss stand up, but I don't miss the Ginsters pasties. Yeah, I don't thermos, miss the. Thermos, I don't miss the lost in the thermos, hotel feeling. Thermos flask full of thermos flask vegetable in... chili you made this afternoon. Yeah, that'd be lovely. That still it? warm. It was lovely. Do you take, so you take your own food on tour. I've started doing because I'm on this. I'm on a new diet that I'm. That I, mm. I can't get any food in order shot. That will. Uh... Seems a pretty lax diet. Yeah, I'll. I'm on a strict diet of chili con carne with loads of rice. Well, chili con carne, vegetable chili, oh, no right. rice, bulgar oh, okay. wheat. Oh, uh, nice. I've got a bit of kimchi, I've got a bit of sauerkraut on the side, a bit of avocado. You sound like a vegan cunt. I do. <laughs> so, you know, you know, I felt going on the Bob and Paul fishing show. <laughs> You're not a vegan, are you? I'm not, no. But veggie? I used. I was a veggie for fifteen years. Were you? Yeah, back in the uh, back in when I was 20, 18 till about thirty. Back in twenty eighteen or twenty eighteen. <laughs> back when I was eighteen in nineteen. No, I've never heard anyone refer to that period as being twenty eighteen. Yeah. It's usually eighteen <laughs> to twenty. I realised. I, I, re- I like I re- your freeze the fear, fear the freeze. I realised twenty to eighteen. I said when I was twenty, then I realised I started when I was oh, eighteen. Oh, I see. Because I, I was an archaeological dig, and I, there was a vegetarian girl that I fancied. Uh, is then, that why you did it? Well, I did it after we'd we'd already. Kiss and stuff, and we'd already never saw each other again. And then I, I thought, oh, I'm going to give it a go. It was all right. Oh, okay. So I did it for right. 13, 14 years, and then. Well, uh, I'm, I've learned a lesson. I'm not banging on about it. I'm just going to okay. keep quiet. Yeah. Since the fishing show, I've started killing cows. Okay. <laughs> as long as you don't eat them, that's okay. No, right? I don't eat them. I just walk yeah. into a field and yeah. punch <laughs> one to death, and then bugger off just so I can be with the lads. <laughs> so when anyone says to me, you're a vegan, I go, no, no, I killed a cow yesterday. <laughs> then I show them the photos, and I find that they stopped talking to me then. <laughs> Um, <laughs> Daily Express will get hold of this. Lee Mack admits to killing cows with his bare hands. They will. It'll be fine. I mean, yeah. I think that you know, it's it just if you let it go, if you don't get, if you don't engage, which I you didn't know. do, then when you're not even really on any social media anyway. So if you don't say anything, they just wait for the next one to come along. They, they, they're wanting like you to go. They want to react. They want a reaction, even if it's an apology. And then the people who are complaining will, will not accept the apology. So even you went, yeah. oh God, I'm really sorry. That was terrible. They go, well, it's simply not good enough. You still said it. Yeah. And so you can't win, so you just don't say anything. But it's weird, like, in that example of the trophy for saying, yeah. I never th- am I supposed to say, I'm really sorry that I think that looks like a penis? Because <laughs> I do think it looks like a bit, of a, a bit like a penis. Yeah. And all I've done is said what I'm thinking. Yeah. So you sh- is that a, are you not allowed to say what you're thinking? I think you are allowed. I think, I think don't worry about... I mean, we, you wouldn't, in the old days, we'd never, we'd never have... If there was one person in a club go, who came up to you afterwards, everyone had laughed, and yeah. one person came and said, I was offended by that. You'd go, oh, I'm sorry, but, you know, everyone else liked it. I don't think you'd say sorry, would you? No. <laughs> and, that's what you say. <laughs> and. So I don't think it's worth worrying about. Hey, look, you've got an acting job where you're not playing Lee Mack. Have I? Yeah. What's that? Uh, the we unfra- are in a care home. The un- when, do I, when do I start? I've, <laughs> I've written a special play for you. Does it uh, end in fucking disaster? Is that why you're bringing it up? <laughs> it doesn't. I think it's going to be good. Uh, it's The Unfriend, which... Uh, oh, yes, is I'm in back. the theatre. Yeah. Yes, I'm doing a play that's already been on, written by Stephen Moffat and directed by Mark... I never know to say Gatiss or Gattis. Gatiss, I Gatis, would say. Mark Gatiss. Um, and it was with Rhys Shearsmith and uh, Amanda Abingdon and Francis yeah. Barber, so it's already been on. Anyone see it? Yeah. Right. Yes, well, I'm taking over that part of Reese. <laughs> yeah. And what? Are you doing the axe joke again? It's not going to work this time. <laughs> <laughs> and, yes, yeah, so I'm going to start in mid-December. Yeah. 
Yeah, I'm, I'm currently learning the lines. Um, that's another thing I've noticed about getting old. Yeah. I could do 10, 15 pages at a time not long ago. I am doing three words and having a coffee. Yeah. I mean, and I'm not talking about complicated bits. No. Who are you? Hi, I'm Peter. <clears throat> Hi, I'm Steve. No. Hi. <laughs> Goodbye, I'm Nigel. Oh, fuck this, I'm having a coffee. <laughs> Nothing is going in. Nothing yeah. is staying in. Yeah, that's because I, I used to have, like, a very good memory. Uh, and I used to find learning scripts, like, absolute piece of piss. I could look at it just before it went on absolutely. and know it all. But and now, horrible, isn't it? Well, now it's not even worth looking at it before... Because it's the almost, the, and I still have to look at it just before I do it. But now I can't, I still can't remember it. So like, if I do it three days before, I'll come to the day and go, no, nothing. I've I've started as my sitcom has been going on over the years. I find myself saying to the director, I think my character would be reading a magazine here. <laughs> and all uh, she's she's done what? Why would she do that? <laughs> Dead, you say? Oh dear. I used to do the coffee. I used to always sometimes put my words in a coffee cup. Right. If it was a complicated few words, I just couldn't get to stay in. You'd often see me on the show going, wouldn't they? Just... <sighs> Little turn of the head did, so you could read around just, the rim. Did they float into different orders, though, and you say it? No, I just... I, would have, I did that once. Genuinely, we did an episode with a rat, and we kept looking at the rat, and I couldn't remember my so I just put the words in. And the audience they said, action, I go up to the cage, the little fuckers ate it. <laughs> it's in bits everywhere. I'm like, shit. <laughs> so you've done 100 episodes. We've filmed the... 100 and we've shown okay. 99. Thank you. That was a genuine five and the rest politely joined yeah. in. But that's, you know, that, is that the longest running apartment? Last summer wine must be more than 100. Well, I'm into, I'm into my stats, so yeah. on all the stats. So we've done... Oh, it depends what you mean longer. We, we're the second longest running by series. Yep. You'll never catch Last of the Summer Wine. No. They did about 35 series. They did 295 episodes. Okay. And I'm really glad that they did so many because we've done 100. And if they'd have done like 150, I'd be going, I want to catch it. Well, I've done 18 years to get to 100. Yeah. Do the math. Yeah. I'm not. We've already talked about problems <laughs> we're having. <laughs> I'm not getting to 295. No, you're not I? getting to 295. No, no. But maybe... I don't think I'm getting to 103. No. <laughs> they, they kept on changing the cast, though, when they died. So when AI. you die, someone AI. else... Could, yeah, AI can do it. That maybe they could AI me, yeah. Yeah, yeah. But, um, yeah, no, so we've done... 90, we've shown 99, and the 100th one's going to be this Christmas. So now we're just talking about whether we do any more. Yeah. Because it nearly got... It got canned, right, after a, a few series. And so it is... Yeah, I thought, thought this story was going too well. Yeah. <laughs> Fucking incredible it being this show. Unbelievable. 100 episodes, that's absolutely brilliant. But let's not forget... <laughs> after series three... So it could be, like, as with so many really successful sitcoms, they, there's often a point where, like... Could have gone, yeah. You know, when it did like, go. It was cancelled. Yeah, it was cancelled. Properly the... cancelled after series three. And so there was a whole year of nothing and then about another year of trying to get it back on. Yeah. And we were lucky because it was just at the start of, I want to say, the start of the internet. But I've probably got that completely wrong. But certainly the start of petitions and that yeah, type yeah. of thing. I don't think people were really doing petitions online. Certainly social media hadn't quite started yet, I don't think. We're no. talking about the late 2008 sort of time. Yeah, I mean, Twitter was just about starting in 2008, yeah. Right, so that sort of feeling of let's get on our keyboards and, and cam campaign. Yeah. There was enough of that going on and people were starting to pay attention to it. Yeah. 
So finally, just finally, there is a good story about those few idiots that complain <laughs> online. Because it got us recommissioned. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you don't know, mind we, those people having having a little go. They're all right. <laughs> Social media can be a, can oh, be a yeah. good and positive thing, and that, that, think, but it's generally not. I don't think it is. I think just the, it, it get that gets magnified and amplified. It's exactly that. You know, the, that NTA thing is just a real example of three people saying. But it wasn't something social media. That that was the press. But it was, going on to social media. But it was the press picking out. Picking it out. That's the problem, isn't so, it? So, like, if, if it's, it's not representative. No, and, exactly. You know, and it's like, Mary, you know, in the old days, Mary Whitehouse, when we were kids, would get people to write in and that, that could affect something if enough people wrote in. But this is just someone, somebody's too lazy well, to leave the, their house to do journalism. The... Picking out... And also, one of the problems now is it's very easy to sign a petition, isn't it? Yeah. Back in the day, you had to bother going and get your pen out of a drawer. <laughs> yeah. Now you can go, football results, buy something on eBay. Hmm? Yeah, go on, I'll sign up. It's that easy, isn't it? So suddenly you've got 20,000. I think for every 50,000, call it 1,000. Yeah. That's about right, isn't it? Well, I think, I just don't think that, again, I think it's subsequent to this, I don't think petitions really have much, you know, impact anymore because... Don't they? Because, I don't, because it has to be, like you say, if a million people sign something, people might go, oh, okay, we might be to pay attention to this. But yeah, it's, it's, and even, you know, people do, people keep on trying to do that thing where they'll debate this in Parliament if 100,000 people sign this, and they'll get 100,000, and then that's people don't even then follow up and go, did it get debated in Parliament? Yeah, well, maybe, I don't know. I don't get involved at all. The reason why I don't get involved in social media is it seems to me that the basic of all all the people I know that are on social media, I wouldn't say it to the faces, but you're on it, so I'll say it to your face. It tends to be, please tell me what you think of me, and then they go, I think you're brilliant, thank you. I think you're brilliant, thank you. I think you're brilliant, thank you. I think you're a prick. I wasn't asking you. (laughs) Isn't that roughly what social media is? Sort of. Oh, yeah. well, let's leave it at that then. Yeah. And, you know, so the, but there's always going to be that element of people who, you know, there's always going to be an element, a tiny element, and I think it just, because it makes for better newspaper articles, and because people like, you know, people chase, it's the, you know, it's the John Ronson thing, you've been publicly shamed. People want, people enjoy, mm-hmm. you know, sometimes someone really deserves it, sometimes someone's done something really abhorrent, but often it's you know it's a joke or it's a joke you've misunderstood that people have misunderstood or they haven't even seen and then they're just jumping on people are just jump in there because they want to be part of that you know. That yeah, movement. it's odd though because it's like I was looking at it. I mean, it wasn't a massive story, but it was enough of a bit of a story for me to think. I mean, it's not been a quiet news year, has it? <laughs> it's true. There's other things. They're it's right. not like we're going. Well, there's nothing happening. Should we see if that fucking dick said anything <laughs> wrong? You know. So it's still weird that during this last year of conflict that they're still going, there must be someone else we can have a go at. Yeah, but it's easier to, you know, it's easy to pick on comedians, I think, and and people, you know, and that kind of celebrity, I think, as well, just, you know, because it's people will be interested, but it's, you know, you're not going to get any throwback on it. It's not, you know, no one's going to, you're not going to sue anyone, are you, over... Oh, yeah, I will. Do you have a go? Oh, yeah. I mean, let's see how this goes, shall we? Yeah. Hey, look, I can't believe... In reference to the interview, he was told his career would be looked at in a positive light. (laughs) Not to be publicly shamed about accidentally interviewing a Nazi. (laughs) Come on, we've all done it. It's not your fault. It's no one's blaming you. Um, I've got loads more to talk to you about. Come on, then. uh, But I can't. There isn't time. There isn't much time to do it. Let's quickly... I mean, Taskmaster. um, Yeah. Did that a few years ago for the kids. Yeah. For my kids, I mean, not for the. Yeah. I'm not trying to sound like you know some sort of godlike. Did it for the kids. 
I wanted to spread joy to the kids. <laughs> no, the kids love it, and they said, please, we do it, because Taskmaster's huge in our house. Sure. Massive. We've got the board game. We've got... My son used to write games that we had to do at home. So, nice Sunday afternoon, the live football's on. Ten minutes later, I'm stood on a stepladder trying to balance flour on me fucking head. <laughs> so, finally went on the show. So, they loved that. They came down, and, of course, I promised them, I'll do it, because it's for you guys, and you can come and watch the show. Covid hit, they weren't allowed to come and watch the show. Yeah. And so on my son's birthday, I said to the producer, I know I shouldn't ask, but there's no way I was going to win that series. <laughs> Is there any chance I could have the trophy to take to my son? Oh. So I got Greg Davis's golden head, put it in my bedroom, couldn't decide which of the children were going to have it in their room, so to stop the arguments, kept it in our bedroom. Right. It was the annual lovemaking in the Mac household. <laughs> the moonlight hit it, I caught a glimpse. It ruined the moment. Yeah. Let's just say it went from semi to detached. <laughs> We've brought it all the way back to that. <laughs> uh, it's, it's, you know, I did win. You won it, didn't you? I did win, and then I, w- I also won the Champion of Champions. But I don't, I don't like <laughs> to talk about it. I must be. Did you really of, win the Champions of Champions? I did. Yeah, I must be kind of god in your house, I guess. So, yeah, I, do, you, do you know what? It, do you know you really will be. You really will be. <laughs> if the kids want to come and see yeah. what the proper trophy for the Champion of Champions, absolutely. Is, like, just that. That's the weird thing. I'll go back tonight. I've just said I'm doing an interview tonight. I didn't say who with. I forgot you're on task. If I if I said I'm on with you. They'll go mental. They'll Good. go absolutely crazy that I'm on with Richard Herring from Taskmaster, <laughs> who, who won not... Who didn't just take it too seriously once. <laughs> <laughs> um, is there going to be a Champions of Champions of Champions? I mean, I hope so. It's going to be not... a lot... How many Champions of Champions have there been? There's, there's, well, there's two, but then we'll be, there will be a third one now, because they've done 15 series now, so, so you, there will be a third. So, yeah, so you're, you're not far gone... away from... How it's many only, do you need? Five? Yeah, it's only need two more, so that oh. means another ten series. Yeah. Or maybe not, not even that much, because it's on... Is it 16 now or 17? All right. Well, yeah. I'll tell them that I was on with you and they'll yeah. be delighted. That's good. That's yeah. all I've got. That's all I've got, But they, they're getting to that age now where they'll go, wow, what was the food like? <laughs> <laughs> it's an amazing thing to... I, I was the same, though. I was, I was in lockdown, so the... the no audience. Was, there's no audience, but then I, the Champion and Champions had an audience, and it was made such a difference. Yes, yeah, so, you know, it? Some people I, like it without an audience. People don't like an audience. I found that with Would I Lie To You. We did a se- two series of Would I Lie To You to, I don't know, 25 people yeah. in the little bubbles. So, like, five families, basically, spread out. And it's better with no audience, because if there's no audience and you do a joke and it doesn't get anything, yeah. your ego can say, well, that would have taken the roof off. <laughs> but if there's 25, that's enough to at least get a smile. Yeah. And I can tell when people are smiling under a mask because <laughs> their eyes change shape. So I do the joke and I go out and they'd be just, their eyes wouldn't have moved. <laughs> In fact, some of them would avoid eye contact like that. Oh. Some of them were taking the mask off. I do the joke and then put the mask on to hide the fact they weren't even smiling. <laughs> so it's, yeah, it's affected us comedians, yeah. isn't it? COVID. Well, it, yeah, it has. Yeah, it was. It was like did you a, carry on when you was COVID? I did. I did remote. In fact, I did remote. You emailed me when I said I was, uh, and said I'll come and do the first one that you do remotely. Do you remember this? No. The first, in COVID, you emailed. I said I'm going to carry on remotely. You, you emailed. And said I'll do it. Did and, I? Yeah. And then you. Said, and what oh, happened? And then you just didn't get back in touch again. Oh, you? I'm sorry. That's no, all right. Yeah, I'm I know sorry. You, I know you're busy. Oh no, it was COVID. Um, <laughs> 
<laughs> yeah, but even during COVID, you can be a national treasure. That's true. That's true. So, look, we've got, we've got the unfriend coming up. We've yes, got... unfriend, middle of December. Yeah. And I think this might be coming out in the middle of February, so yeah. fucking waste of time, that one. <laughs> we might bump you up a little bit. Uh. Um, there is, uh, I'm presuming, uh, would I lie to you, going to go on forever. Well, it's certainly until coming, the... we're still doing one next year, definitely. Yeah. We, need, we, we need no, like, one or two at a time. Yeah. Um, I remember last time I was on, you said, I like it, but my wife won't let me watch it or she wasn't she doesn't enough, like it because because it's, it's changed women. hasn't it it has changed and also uh, having had that conversation I, at that time I then looked at how many female guests I was having on the podcast and thought I'm going to do something about yes. that yes always look always, always look in the mirror Richard yeah, exactly. always look in the mirror I mean that literally Richard yeah <laughs> try, try looking in the mirror yeah. I don't like Ella. start looking in the mirror yeah I think I should just before I a show uh, and also and maybe pop to a supermarket and get some food for us yeah. <laughs> apart from that love it we'll get, we'll get you a, I, mean, I could have brought some non-alcoholic beer from home oh, um, lovely uh, Detective Who Detective Who yeah that's on the MD page or something coming up do you know what that is Did, I don't know what you're talking about okay <laughs> do you know what Inflator Warrior is is this what I'm doing yeah it's on your IMDb page. It's what's, De- uh, De- Detective, Detective Who. Detective Who. I was in Doctor Who. Yeah, but it's, this is coming up, Detective Who. <laughs> and Inflator Warrior. In what? In... <laughs> this really is all those pensioners <laughs> of now. I don't know what you're actually saying, Richard, are you? You're saying I'm a warrior? Inflator Warrior. As in somebody who inflates yes, and is so a warrior being, yeah. or a warrior. I guess, no, a warrior, warrior. Inflated so I guess it's warrior. a warrior with a foot pump that you're going to... So like, like ninja warriors yeah. or like gladiators, yeah. but we blow up dolls. Yeah. So you're doing that? I've never, I don't think, if I have, I'm worried because that's two shows I've committed to well, you know. that I don't know I'm doing. <laughs> which is a worry. Maybe they don't tell you till you turn up. I mean, it's not you worth what, it. You know my track record with shows, I know what I'm doing. <laughs> Imagine the disasters that could unfold. Well, I'm going I'm to look forward to those as well. I am as well. <laughs> uh, look, it's so lovely to have you back. Thank and, you, Richard. Uh, you know. Thank you, Aldershot. Yeah. You know how fantastic you are. Ladies and gentlemen, give up the amazing Lee Mack. Come back next week. We'll see you next week. You have been listening to Rahulastabar with me, Richard Herring, and my guest, Lee Mack. Scant regard provide the music for this show. It is kind of them. I'm indebted to Chris Evans, not that one, and Ben Evans, not that one, and Kathleen McKeegan. Thank you for the fantastic website, rahalaspa.com. Thank you to Beckcliff and George Lingford for their fine work, and to everyone at the Princess Theatre in Oldershot. This is Sky Potato Fuzz and GoFuzzerStripe.com production. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365 day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. 
That's what you'll feel with Bolin Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bolin Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at bolinbranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Thanks again for listening to the podcast. RichardHerring.com slash ballback slash tour or RichardHerring.com slash gigs for all of the information on the tour. GoFasterStripe.com for lots of downloads and books and lots of fun. Thanks for listening. Go and listen to another one. Tell your friends about the show. Tell your friends about the tour. I love you all. I'm out.